The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by Hilltown Electrical. Hilltown Electrical deals with both domestic and commercial jobs. You can find them on Facebook or by contacting them on Welcome to episode 71 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith, and unfortunately, Paul Gray has decided he won't be joining us because he's swanned off to Hamden to see Scotland play. So we've called up a man who's no stranger to being called up to the big leagues. We've got Mr. Craig Robertson with us today to co-host. Good evening, Danny. How are we doing? Aye, not too bad, mate. Uh, it's uh, good to have you on board. Obviously, Paul decided he'd rather go to Hamden, a place that Dundee fans really have yeah where's that yeah i know that's uh, i mean it's it's like a it's like a myth uh for us eh? but he's he's going there to see what it's like um so he's uh he deserted us this weekend so it was just me and you mate you've been bumped up the coast but like you say you're probably used to getting called up to uh the big leagues it's an honor to be invited on thank you very much (laughs) well just straight off the bat mate the the cami cares uh testimonial Last Thursday, uh, it was a, a great uh, night for everybody. Also, the well, the Dundee are playing Celtic, but there was a lot of uh, uh, legends, a lot of fans' favourites on the bench, um, and you were one of them as well. So, uh, I mean, it's a it must have been a, a great thing for you to be part of as well, because reading about your uh, time or growing up at Sporting Dundee, you'd done plenty of travelling, going to see half of these players that were playing. So, I think yeah, absolutely, this was good to it was great to have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the call came a bit out of the blue, to be honest. Didn't, didn't even think anything about it. Um, obviously, prior to the call, but um, yeah, just such a you know a privilege to be to be included uh, on on a night like that. And it was yeah, it was a great night, a good turnout in the end. Um, so yeah, delighted for for Cami and and all involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you got to mingle we we a lot of players. Uh, a little bit starstruck with some of them. Well, yeah, it's 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 a weird feeling because obviously the, you know, the the Sprone, Sarah Caballero team, um, that was that was actually when they all signed. It was a season I I'd stopped playing for a year, so I'd, I'd kind of in between teams. I'd, I'd fallen out of love. It was just it was just one of these things. I wasn't I wasn't um anywhere that was you know. Where I wanted to be, um, I could have signed for Lockie. I think that summer I ended up getting a season ticket instead. So yeah, so to be with all the all these players that you obviously you'd seen and um, seen in action at, at ends and you know the way games and stuff, it was yeah very very surreal experience. And obviously it must have been great to to get back on the dance park pitch again because also oh, we'll speak about yeah. it later. But you've you've had previous as well to get on this pitch. Yeah, absolutely. You can't. Yeah. Again, it's it's hard to put into words and how that sort of makes makes you feel when you, you run on and you know you've obviously been sitting in the stands over the years like like so many so many fans. It's just it's, it's a 
complete privilege. It's a complete honour. It's um, you know, I'm a, I'm a very lucky man. Let's put it that way. It was when you, you've also came on and you're in the same kind of bracket as Jim McAllister that you had your first couple of touches and you thought this boy's still got it. Um, and <laughs> I'm not just saying that because all your family were sitting in the front row where I was sitting. And they also they gave you one of the biggest ovations when you came on, and uh, people were just filming, filming you and your family yeah, constantly. Yeah. But it was nice to get a wee cheer, yeah, because obviously there's people that are far ahead of me in the in the status of some some of the fans' minds. So yeah, to get to get a wee cheer in the first place was lovely. But yeah, I could I could imagine that it was probably my my family and my wife's family <laughs> shouting loudest, yeah. <laughs> and also it was a, a well-deserved victory for Dundee in the end and also a penalty at, at the last minute and also it wasn't yeah, pre-planned but obviously <laughs> total domination yeah just battering their goal just yeah um, no it was um, yeah so there was a wee whisper I think that um, possibly somebody who could go down easily would, would get on the ball in the last sort of couple of minutes and um, it just transpired that that's what happened, yeah. So Gary Harkins was the man that had to go down then? Well, yeah, well, <laughs> I'll not say too much, but yeah, there was there was a wee whisper that um, get the ball to Harkins and um, <laughs> possibly the right back of Celtic was in on it as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Seeing the uh, waiting uh, prior to the game for the teams coming out and also you got the, the teams uh, training, uh, warming up actually, sorry, warming up. Um, I noticed that you and the rest of the, the players that had been invited um, were missing from the the pitch, but all I've seen was pictures of everybody in the hospitality lounges getting their pictures taken. And I thought to myself, I wonder if I had these guys are on the lash. <laughs> no, well, do you, I never actually made it long prior to the game. I was, I don't know what actually happened. There was there was a few people getting sort of called out one and one ones and twos and whatever. But um, you know, I was I was quite happy just sitting in the dressing room to be honest, because you. You know, it's a place that <laughs> some people don't get to see, and all the you know, on all the time of supporting a club. So, um, yeah, I was I was just happy speaking to whoever was kind of in and out at the time. But yeah, we were kind of told just to to wait till the, the sort of the starting eleven and our starting squad had, had done their warm up, come back in, got ready for the game, and then we we would get sort of changed and and ready to do a little stretch and, and run at half time. Mm-hmm. I think it's all a bit more relaxed feeling in the dressing room before testimonial because again it's it's all just it's all for the occasion more than what's happening on the pitch. So is it just like, like you said you're just sitting waiting in the dressing room? There's Jockey Scott, you know, probably sitting. Uh, he's not really going to be looking at a manager's board, is he? Even though he was manager for the night. And, no, you know. I mean the, the, to be honest, the the, the starting eleven, a few of them probably needed some some minutes um, and a bit of game time. So the yeah, to, it was. You know, there was the, the corners and where they should be and three kicks, who's taking it and all that sort of stuff that was, was probably standard for, for any game. But um yeah, the, yeah, for us it was it was very much a we'll just throw you into some sort of formation and you know <laughs> um, <but laughs> try not to do anything stupid, yeah. It's probably a bit like when you first played for us back in uh the defiant season then. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, it was uh it was it was quite similar in terms of having a limited number of uh, players to pick from. <laughs> so I take it at the end of the game, it was the same plenty of pictures. It was beers open in the dressing room and just it was, uh, yeah, it was, celebration. It was before. Yeah, I I, spent, I I went and 
spent a bit of time with my two my two daughters and wife were were outside the pitch. So I spoke to them for so by the time I got back in, um yeah, there was I was probably about four behind from by the looks of the empty bottles that were all scattered about. <laughs> well, hopefully you played catch up with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's like my best, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Craig, we'll go back to obviously you've got a good history with Dundee, a history that a lot of fans are would love to have seen happen, but I'd be envious as well of yourself. Um, so it kind of stems back to your testimonial, doesn't it? Um, and yeah, playing I mean, Dundee. Yeah. So the, I mean, the the testimonial was sort of it was all in the end. It was it was a pretty sort of rush job to get it lined up and and sat. And it was obviously the the administration that brought that on. The, the original plan would have been to wait till. Following summer to do something, possibly a pre. It was. It was obviously always trying to, or going to be uh, Dundee who'd be sort of first choice uh, for the testimonial game. So when the administration uh, sort of, you know, came about fairly. I mean, I'm still going to think back date wise. Would have been about October time, wouldn't it? Have? About October, uh, November, I think. Yeah. Yes, October. So I think the 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 testimonial game was in November. So yes, it was only a sort of four week, five week thing to prepare and get ready. And it was on the back of a conversation I had with a couple of people who basically said, "What about doing some sort of fundraising game? Um, you know, just to help out with administration and and see if that would, you know." That would be a, a good thing to do, which obviously in the end it was it was a good day and a, a fairly good turnout. Um, but yeah, yeah, going back, but it was it was it was wasn't pre-planned in any way to be that month. It just so happened it was on the back of the, the administration. And it was a good result for you as well, six 0 I think it was yeah, six nil. Yeah, was six. Yeah, we. Yeah, within yeah, twenty-eight minutes or something. <laughs> we were yeah we. And again, it's one of these, probably a lot of Lockheed boys hadn't played in the sort of a testimonial as such, or a game like that. So, you know, we we just, you know, we, we were obviously a pretty decent junior side at the time. So we'd, we just started <laughs> the game and <laughs> how we sort of usually would. And obviously playing against a, a fair few sort of older Older Dundee players on the day, and uh, maybe a, a younger, a younger size as it was on the day. And um, yeah, we we'll, we'll probably started a wee bit too, too sort of high tempo, possibly <laughs> for um, <laughs> for what the occasion was. So yeah, I do feel actually, I, I think about that over the years, and sort of yeah, we we'll, were we'll possibly a wee bit um, harsh on the the older guys that were playing that day. <laughs> when I look at the result, I think to myself. 6 0 after 28 minutes, what was Bob Glenny playing in defence? And then I realised Bob Glenny was playing in defence. I don't know what Bobby's age now is, but yeah, so what would that be? 13, so, uh, 13 years ago. So yeah, he was, he, I mean, it was so good of him to, to come along and you know take part in that. But yeah, there was, a, there was a few that were, I think Tosh McKinley started as well, possibly, did he? Or, yeah, there was a few that were um, of the, the sort of. For, for a game of football, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, also, you, you, there was a lot of money raised. I think, was it something between 14000 and £17,000 or something like that? And you decided... Yeah, and again, 
I don't think I ever got a sort of an official figure. I think it was, I think I remember sixteen and a half getting getting um read out on on something I was on, but yeah, there's again I, I don't know the official figure, but I mean at the end of the day it was it was one of these it was advertised as a fundraiser for Dundee, so obviously people are going to at that time are going to come along to try and, and do something to help the club, which you know the the the, the um, admission fee was was part of yeah so yeah I mean it, it was I think it was, I think the crowd was about nineteen hundred I think um which I mean, if it hadn't been a fundraiser it would have been you know twenty men and the dog there but um, <laughs> yeah it was it, it worked out well in the end and a, a good day all round. I know because a, a lot of boys do applaud you for that because obviously any testimonial for any player. Uh, they're always looking for a big crowd, and it's uh, a, a, like a, a no bad payday for themselves along the way. So for you to give up that amount of money, uh, a lot, a lot of fans. Uh, well, yeah, but... I mean, it was, it was the, the way I looked at it, it was never going to be. It was never my money to give away as such. It was, you know, it wasn't like it was a check written out to me, and I then sort of transferred money over. It was, it was always, yeah, it was, it was in my eyes, it was never money I had to give away. It was just. A, a, a sort of a way of, of trying to um, try to get a bit of money raised for the clubs and that's all it was and it was just and again it meant me not sort of getting anything on the day it was just the way it happened mm-hmm. and you also I've got I've got a few free um, beers at night so that's <laughs> that's the main thing that's it mate that's it um, and also you got to play in the second half uh, in the Dundee top, did you know about that prior, or was it just a case of right? You're off the winning team, you're on the losing team now, uh, but you got to play for Dundee. It was just no, it was literally I was way walk out right at the very start, and it was, it was it wasn't a great day. It was pouring rain, so I was actually just getting a sort of cagoule on to go out, and it was um, yes, yeah, so uh, I think it was actually Gordon Wallace came up and said, "How do you feel about uh, coming on, coming on for Dundee on the, uh, for the second half?" So it was yeah, it was just minutes before, so. You know, at the time, not knowing what was sort of ahead of me and the, the couple of months that followed, so you obviously think, wow, what an opportunity to sort of pull on that shirt in a semi-competitive game um, and and have the chance to you know, run around and get a picture with the top on and stuff. So I was absolutely, you know, over the moon to be, to be given that chance. And obviously the, the, the game, probably your performance in it um, down the line would have helped. Um, obviously, with what was going to happen, so your call up to play for Dundee, um, it was a loophole. Obviously, in the, the when we were in the administration, there was a loophole where we were able to sign trialists and to play. And we called upon you. Uh, I mean, how how does that uh, kind of call up happen to you? And, and to be honest, uh, like everybody else, they must have thought that somebody was taking the piss when you heard well, that maybe <laughs> Dundee wanted you play for you. Yeah, well. The- Way up, like, it was that it was just the manager of Lockheed, Paul Ritchie at the time, who had obviously played for the club and um, maybe had some sort of links with with who was there at the time. He, it was actually him that made the initial call. I was actually it was, it was quite a sort of emotional day. Anyway, I was the first scan of my my first little girl um, in the morning, so I was out of work in the morning. I'd come back to the office um, and then had. When I got back to the office, I had sort of two missed calls from my, the, the manager Paul Ritchie. So um, 
when you've you've sort of got two Monday two missed calls, you're so that's a bit weird in itself, to be honest. And there's um so as soon as I phoned the back, he was just like first thing he said, like, listen, I'm not I'm not taking the piss here. You've you've you're ready to get a call from Barry Smith in sort of next half hour. Um he's wanting you to be involved and and like you say, in the, the loophole opportunity that um I believe Harry McLean um had found had found out just in terms of the junior junior being a different association to the, the professional league. So um yeah, just, that was all it was. So it's you know if it was maybe a voicemail or something, you would you probably would have thought, oh God, this is this is a bit of a piss take. But you know, when you get that you get that call and he was he was very sort of up front in terms of saying this is <laughs> this is not a joke. <laughs> um keep your phone on um and be ready for a phone call from Barry Smith, yeah. I mean, how how do you how did you deal with that? Uh, I'd be like a wee kid, really. You you just I'd be high pitched voice, everything, uh, yeah. phoning everybody that I could think of, telling them you must have been the same. Yeah, just yeah, again, it's you know at the time you don't because it all happened so quick. You don't fully you know have the time to sit down and think about. It. Obviously, it was actually I was at my work, so I had a job to do as well. So you. When Barry called, it was just, it was just a, a very sort of brief phone call. He never said it would uh, would be starting the next day. He just said you'll be in the squad. And again, when you get a call like that, you think you obviously think to yourself like one, that's amazing. Two, an opportunity that you don't think is going to come along when you're when you're 30, 30 years old, um, having sort of been juniors for ten of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just, it was just. Very, very surreal and very, you know, just completely out of the blue. Just so surprising to to get that call in the first place. So yeah, like I say, I I just kind of thought I'll be I'll be going there to basically make up the numbers and get and obviously maybe support them from the bench in terms of having three or four guys on the bench instead of you know one or two, which I think had happened a couple a couple of times, and um, just with with injuries and stuff. So was it a case of just show up and match day then? There was no, like, we'll get you in for a training session. It was just no, turn I mean, up on the yeah, day. Like, like I said, that, that was the Monday lunch, around about lunchtime. The game had, the game was on the Tuesday night. So um, I'd played on, or, yeah, I, I think Lockheed's game was actually off. So he, he knew I'd been playing and, and training anyway. So it was, he was just, because they wouldn't be training on the Tuesday with the game at, with the game at night, it was just a case of, um, are you available? Are you willing to sort of join the squad? <laughs> Which obviously <laughs> yes and yes is the answer to, to both of them. And then it was, you know, just be at Dens for a certain time, and we'll we'll get you on the bus. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of younger fans, uh, our listeners, might not uh, get what I mean here. But I don't know about you, Craig. But back in the day when you were playing like under twelves, thirteen, fourteens, or whatever, fifteen, and you were looking for a team, you'd go looking in the telly, even the Telegraph at night, and look at the back with the sports bit, and they'd be like, "Players wanted for like Douglas yeah. Athletic and all that." And you phone them up yeah. and be like, "I come along on Saturday, we'll get yeah. you a strip and get you a game." It's kind of got that, isn't it? But and a, and a, yeah, a bigger status, too, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, going up to uh, also it was. Uh, Away to Riff uh, midweek, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. First game. It yeah. was, yeah, which again, I, I've got a thing about it. I think 
about sort of night games and floodlight floodlit games in general. I think a lot of stadiums sort of change and morph into something else that that they're not maybe on a, a Saturday at three o'clock. So you know the, that little ground that in Kirkcaldy is one of these ones that is really quite nice under the floodlights. So it was yeah, it was a, a you know a nice venue to be given that opportunity. And I'm, I'm and probably looking back and in hindsight is probably glad it was a, a, an away game on that first occasion certainly um, just with I think maybe if it was at Dens for that first game the, the pressure might have got to me a bit more than it did um, for an away game Yeah, I totally understand that one um, so you've 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 joined up, I think you got did you get on the bus, um, but there wasn't any, I think most of the Dundee players were yeah, so with them, I mean, yeah it was there was basically, I think there was Craig Forsyth and then but what maybe a handful of, uh, of youth guys that just go and, you know, support for the for the, the wee jobs that, that need to lay out the sip and all that sort of stuff, tidying at the end of the games. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, one of the, the 52-seaters. There was Barry Smith, Rob Douglas, Bobby Geddes. Possibly Gordon Wallace, I think. So four of them at the front of the bus. I was kind of just sort of in the middle. Then <laughs> there was like four, four or five youth guys at the back of the bus, and that was it. So a very, very strange, you know, journey to to Kirkcaldy. Um, and yes, it was sort of middle. I think it was a half three or three o'clock meet. Um, and then you know going to a straight to a hotel for a bit of food and and the team meeting. So was it at this team meeting that you were told you're starting? Well, yeah, so it was, it was like, just turned up at the hotel again. I hadn't met any of the guys before, didn't know any of the guys. I, said, I, think I knew Rob Douglas just from sort of bumping into him over the years and maybe having a couple of mutual sort of friends. And um, apart from that, absolutely no one. So it, was, it, it wasn't even somebody take me around and introduce me. You just basically entered the hotel, everybody from the sort of... West Coast side, maybe Edinburgh, were already there, so all just sitting on these big, massive round tables in a hotel with, a, a, you know, a bit of food, as, as a bit of buffet food. Um, so it was just basically get a seat and, you know, just sit down and say, awkwardly sort of nod and say hi to everybody at the table. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we had that bit of food and then it was, there was a team meeting just right after that and, and uh, Barry, uh, Barry Smith just pulled me aside uh, just before we went into that meeting, said, "Listen, how do you feel about starting? Um, you know, how's your fitness? How you how you feeling in general? And um, the sort of thing he said at that that point as well was just where are you sort of if you were to start, where would you be most comfortable? Um, you know, what position in in the formation that he was playing, and what where would it be sort of most comfortable? So again, <laughs> you, you keep going back to the sort of Looking, but now looking back at the time again, you, you don't think about these things as it as being weird or you know, too surreal. But looking back, it's just such a you know unique sort of position to be in mm-hmm. and, and situation to be in. And obviously, uh, this is pre days when uh, you, I don't believe you everybody was assigned a team number like nowadays. All, all like all the all the teams like get you get number 24, they get a poly pack, yeah. but back then it was a case of. Like that's your number for the day you're starting. You got handed number yeah. nine. Number nine for it was the number day. nine, yes. Yeah, so, uh, and again, I th- 
think possibly it was a, it would have been sort of Lee Griffiths that would have had the nines the first half of the season up until January when he when he moved on. Um, so it was a lot of these guys that and it was generally it was the same eleven that was starting pretty much every game, give or take one or two changes. Um, so yeah, I think it was just the case of people had been wearing this their same numbers sort of, you know, every Saturday in terms of of them being first team players, and it was. Yeah, nine was the, the shot. It just uh, happened to be sort of left, and and again, it wasn't. It was nobody sort of asked or explained or anything like that. It was just a, basically walking in the changing room, and where, where am I sitting? You're you're over there. So <laughs> <laughs> like a wee scale kid. It's like okay, I'll see. You. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was, and again, I, I I don't think I said much at the meal. I don't think I said much. In the dressing room before the game, it was very much a case of sort of spoke when spoken to. As we cliche saying, cliche saying here, but obviously you've done your uh, speaking on the park because even now, like when I, I mentioned to a few boys that um, <clears throat> had you on, having you on on the podcast on Sunday, just to speak about your times, and they'll always go on about your performance in this game by just saying like you were, you were just like amazing, like you. I don't know about you. You probably it's probably just a blank for yourself. But boys still speak about your performance. I because you've came from the juniors, you've been called up, and then within days you're playing and a game against a team who I can't remember if Rafe was still top or near enough top. They were, they were, yeah, they were they were top at that. They mm-hmm. were top on that night. Yeah, they were, they were top of the league that night. Yeah, and I think we absolutely blew them away. I know it was two one. Uh, Sean Higgins were both goals, but I think. I think uh, Dundee absolutely blew them away performance-wise. And I remember James Christie writing in his match report saying, like, um, the, the, here we go, the, the boys in the Ajax lookalike strip came to Starks Park and passed the hosts off the park. And uh, you also got a good special mention in his match report as well by saying yeah, that yeah. you were there and you, you'd done the passes that need to be need to be done as well and just looked at home, uh, tidying it up. And, and uh, at sensible passes, that's what you put down, sensible passes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, again, there was there wasn't a whole lot, and I, I think this is that maybe something uh, Barry, you know, thought about before, and he was pro- probably sort of perfect man in that situation in terms of being. He's fairly quiet in general as well. He's he's not a shouter. He's not, um, you know, going about. He's, he's speaking to everyone before the game. So it was. Very simple, very small instructions in terms of, you know, just don't do, it, don't do anything stupid and keep it simple. Was was basically the message. So, and that the only conscious thing I could kind of have, you know, looking back again, I remember doing was just have, having that sort of mantra such in in my head throughout the game. In terms of, it. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to do anything, you know. Take any chances, do anything stupid that would compromise the, the situation the team were in at the time, which was I think we're on, it was thirteen or possibly fourteen games prior that the unbeaten run had, had got to. So, you know, the, the pressure that I put on myself was in terms of coming into that team and not doing anything to end that run. You know, it was, yeah, it's a situation where you can't, you can't really. Help not having a bit of sort of imposter syndrome in terms of being you know, put into that side that had been doing well, 
guys that were, you know, experienced professionals. Some of them had been at massive clubs when they were younger. So th that, yeah, you, you can't help feel a wee bit, you know, <laughs> possibly thinking that they are all thinking, you know, what is this, what's this guy doing here? Um, so that I, that was the sort of one main thing I had in my head that I, that I could remember sort of thinking about was just, just keep it simple and don't do anything stupid. I know, imagine um, being the boy that comes in, plays a wavered pass that ends up costing a goal and co I think it was 15 matches unbeaten run and costing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you thought the, the bus journey was quite quiet on yeah. the way there, how lonely then, I can imagine what it would be like. Back yeah, to the <laughs> absolutely, yeah. That's, that's absolutely what happened. And, you know, it was just... I mean, they're, they're all good. they were all good players. So when you when you're, you know, I'd played enough games throughout. I mean, a thirty year old, I'd played enough games to to sort of know where to be and know how the game worked as such. Um, so when you're playing with, you know, all due respect to the Lockheed teams, the better players, obviously. So when you, when you're in that situation, it's, it's fairly easy. Maybe not the right word, but you know, it's. Quite a comfortable situation being when they're all sort of at the peak of their game and you know the run they were on, it was it was you know, it was easier. Let's put it that way to, to slot into a position to where that you you know just keeping maybe keeping the ball moving left to right or you know a couple of forward passes. So that's that certainly helped uh, on the night. What was the dressing room like? After the game, when you've went in, obviously it's a great victory for Dundee, but again, a, yeah. a, good, a great performance for yourself. Was it? Uh, was it just excitement from the players? Because also it's another game undefeated for themselves. Yeah, I mean, in terms of me personally, the, 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 no one sort of there was no, no massive sort of thing made of me being in the team or anything like that. It was it was all just and again, that's possibly why they were so good that season because it was just a, a squad, a team situation where they were all just, you know, pulling together for the, for the one cause that they had at the time. So, yeah, I mean, the dressing room, just right back in, there was just a bit of music played, everyone, you know, in good spirits, as you would expect. And I, I, I can't remember who said it. I do remember sort of walking to the shower and someone, someone was kind of saying, just having a conversation with other players, just basically saying, we are a fucking great side, aren't we? And I remember that quote, and <laughs> I can't remember who said it, or I don't know who said it, but I remember walking into the shower and thinking, actually, are really good, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Harkins or Higgins or something, doesn't it? It was probably, it was, um, but, you know, in in that time, at that in that season, you, you, they, were, they were absolutely right, and it was, it was having that, and feel good factor that certainly helped along the way, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Did you manage to spot any friends or family in the stand? Because the thing we Stax Park is, like you said, it's a kind of smallish ground, but both of the behind the goal stands, when they fill up, they look quite big. Uh, did you manage to spot anybody that came to see you play? I'd seen, my, so my wife, my wife was sitting with her sort of side of the family. They're all, a, a, you know, a Dundee family. Um, so there was you know five or six of them. I, I seen, I seen her straight away when I went out for the warm up. Um, so she was maybe sort of eight to ten rows from the front. So it was basically right behind the goal. So it was a pretty sort of easy pick out. Um, but my, my two so my mom and dad and 
then a sort of couple of Carfields and mates, and then my two brothers Scott and Grant. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't. They were partly way at the back of the stand, so that I, I didn't see them, which was a wee bit annoying actually. But um, yeah, I didn't see them at any point. I, could, I couldn't pick them out. I had a good look at them. There was making sure I had a good stand, but I, did, I couldn't see my mum and dad or um, also my family, sort of friends and family side of it. Um, yeah, because as long as they were there, that's the main thing. That's it. As long as they got to see you, uh, make your Dundee debut. That's that's the big one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but I don't know if you know my brothers or either of them, but yeah, there's they're both sort of the fanatical sort of Dundee fans. Again, we're we're a Dundee family in terms of being my dad, his dad. So yeah, they've on numerous occasions, um, I've I've sort of. Passed on their feelings of, of being <laughs> the sort of best sort of football day of their life. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just you know, a really proud sort of situation to be in. So I take it that night, uh, it must have been quite a sleepless night for yourself. Just adrenaline must have been running through your body. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I remember looking at my watch, it was half four and I, I hadn't had a wink, wink of sleep at the time. So yes. It was, yeah, one of these very, um, you just, obviously just going over everything in your head that, that we could have done something better or could have done this or, um, yeah, just just want to put it, put it down to a very sleepless night, yeah. Working the next day as well, so not great. <laughs> was your do- uh, boss a uh, Dundee fan? He could have gave you the morning off at oh, least. No, they were... Um, the more the sort of rugby sides, <laughs> oh, <laughs> rugby fans. I um, well, mostly uh, as a trial, she get able to get play three times for Dundee. So was a case of Smith maybe just saying to you after the match, right? We'll see you Saturday at Dens for the Morton game. Yeah, so there was just a quick conversation, sort of, you know, when when we got on the bus, just saying him um, how we'll speak to Lockie, we'll ask. That's you know get permission to, for you to be here on Saturday the so the Morton game at, at Dens um which obviously I I was keen to do anyway but um yeah it was just we'll we'll get you along Saturday can you make any any of the training sessions I think they also had, I think they had Wednesday off so that he says it was just a, a small ticking over sessions on on Thursday and Friday so I, the plan was for me going on the Friday. I can't remember what something happened at work or there was something about days I had to take. I never had enough or something like that. I can't remember exactly. And the way it transpired, he was he was quite happy for me to just sort of turn up turn up on the the Saturday <laughs> again for uh, for the home game, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned the, your team at the time, Lockie United. Um I take it they were just really happy for you to be involved with Dundee and more than happy just to say right go and play yeah absolutely yeah there wasn't there was no no pushbacks from them whatsoever a lot of them were a sort of indie fans over the years that were involved at the time so yeah they were just you know really happy and it was, it was quite good exposure for the club back then as well with the, the, the different things that were getting written about and stuff so yeah there was there wasn't you know no pushback, like I say, from them whatsoever. It was a, a very much a case of, you know, wouldn't do your best. Mm-hmm. So the, the Morton game, it was a one-all. 
another 90 minutes for yourself, but uh, I've read in uh, numerous articles or interviews that you've done that you, you were only too happy with your performance. Yeah, that's, I, it was, I, I don't like I don't think I'd done anything overly, you know, bad as such. Um, apart from the sort of first minute a lot, I think I remember losing it quite near. <laughs> I'd actually won it back from a short corner, or you know, when a corner had come out, broke out, and I'd, I sort of delayed a clearance, and it was nicked off me, and a guy was through on goals, and Rab had made a good save. So that was, yeah, it was kind of a a sticky, a sticky start, and I, I just didn't feel it. And I kind of got going. There was, there was a couple of again, there's looking, but you you sort of look back and think of the reasons. But there was a couple of reasons. Dens wasn't Dan Dens was quite sort of sandy at the time. There was race the 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 even game at race. There was a bit of sort of moisture on the part. The pitch was lovely. The the, the ball was moving quick. Whereas Dens on the Saturday, it was holding up a little bit when it was under your feet and. Again, they're not excuses or anything. It was just just the way it was, um, and that that kind of four day build up as well, from the Tuesday to the Saturday, kind of possibly sort of contributed to a bit more nerves than than the Tuesday game, just because of you know knowing that you were. I think he'd I think he'd said on the Tuesday you, you would start again, so I knew it was starting. I knew it was at home. I knew there would be a sort of bigger crowd. I knew there would be. A bit more pressure, and um, Morton would have that sort of knowledge as well. Whereas I don't think Wraith probably even knew I was playing, and until the you know until the sort of lineups came out, and so I think all the sort of the Morton side of it, so they, they were maybe saying you know get them under a bit of pressure or whatever, um, and there was a wee, there was a wee centre midfielder actually who just never gave me a minute the whole game, so it was it just didn't it didn't go as smoothly. But like I said, there was no. The main thing that come out of that game was not losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as well you've got that. You've been flung in the deep end. There's no much time to think against Rafe, is it? It's just yeah. you've got yourself there, but this time you've had you've had a build up to it, and you can. Uh, it's not through personal experience. I've never experienced it in my life, but I could imagine overthinking yeah. and just maybe just just letting things get to you a little bit, and then the day comes, and um, yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. That was, you know, people messaging throughout the weekend. Again, it's I'm not sort of saying it for it to make an excuse for not being great or whatever. It was just, it was just the way it was. It was, you know, you, you're not as you, the adrenaline of you know doing that for the first time when it happens again on the Saturday. You're, you're sort of it was almost sort of drained. You know, not not without sort of knowing it on the day. Like looking back, you, you kind of think, God, it was probably a bit emotionally drained. It was probably, you know, not sleeping great. And then, yeah, there was there was a sort of number of factors. And it, yeah. I actually coming off the pitch, I noticed that one of my studs had come out of the boots. So maybe only having <laughs> one less stud maybe never helped either. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes you feel any better. I don't think any Dundee fans uh, were ever critical about the performance because uh, that whole season was just a case that every player that played or done a part uh, made a pass. You know, the, every single one of them done their part and and doing what they had to do to keep the team up. Yeah, I mean, um, it was, it's, again, I've I've been a lot of the games just through. I think that was the really the the twenty ten was the really bad winter. 
Um, so a lot, of, obviously, a lot of the juniors games were off, and we sort of weren't playing on a Saturday for I think it was about six or seven weeks. I think we hadn't had a game at one point. And um, so I was getting, you know, quite a lot of the games. It was, I think I'm trying to think back now the, the different weeks. Whenever Dundee played still, and I, th- I think that might have been actually the Saturday before the the Tuesday race game. I was away, I was on the train going through Stirling, and so I was at that away game. There was a lot of the home games I was at, um, and it was just I mean it was just and it was all the fans all feel exactly the same. It was just such a sort of feel good with it being such a you know sort of devastating financial side and you know players losing jobs and staff losing jobs and all the, the sadness and upset that comes with that and the actual you know game time and the actual match atmosphere was, was maybe as good as you you kind of the guys sort of in in my generation my age um you, there's probably not a lot of seasons that kind of beat it to be honest yeah as one thing i've always said that that season take away what's happened off the park because it was awful. You know, you mentioned players losing their job, uh, employees losing their job, um, potentially the club like going bust. But going to all most of the away games and also the home games, the, the atmosphere and the togetherness that the the fans had, and especially with the players as well, uh, it's probably it's something that I've never really witnessed in the stands at Dents, and I've probably no witnessed ever since. It's weird saying it because of the circumstances, but it's yeah, what happened right. brought everybody together. And it was, yeah, I think even going to half the games, you're, you're coming up, you've rubbed or just kind of take goal kicks. Somebody else is having to take them. Um, there's boys, Sean Higgins is putting stakes in his boot to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to play. And you've got other players, we, we knocks and like yourself, you've got yourself coming up to play as a trialist or plenty of other trialists in the in the team. But most of the games you went to, you just kind of thought, we can, we can actually, like minimum, a draw here because there was just that feel good factor that the yeah, club, absolutely, yeah. yeah, the club are just going to knock anything back that that was was happening to them and just prove yeah, and it's wrong. Like, you've got to think that guys like sort of Harry McLean and 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 Barry Smith were probably you know drivers of that sort of feel good factor and culture and within the, the sort of walls that not even myself kind of seen. You know the charts or whatever sort of meetings the the had throughout the months and the weeks um um before certain games. So yeah, I mean you you've just got to sort of take your hat off to the the guys involved and obviously all the players stood up and were counted as well, which can't say has happened on <laughs> on all the seasons that you know I've had a season ticket or or been going to dens for. Yeah. Um. That was obviously won all the end of the game, but you'd have to wait. I think it was just under or just over a month but to play your third and final game for Dundee. Um, was was it a yeah. case of maybe the the games were starting to come back on again and the juniors were lucky and it was trying yeah, to find I, that time? Yeah, I don't know. The, 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 the conversation after the Morton game again was you know we we'll, we'll want to we'll take up the sort of three game we we'll want to use it for the three games. So we'll just how how sort of Best the squad. I think, I think possibly someone that had been missing these two games was just waiting to come back from injury. And I can't think who that was. It was possibly Stuart who was on loan from Hearts. I think he was. What a boy on from Hearts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't remember his first name. Uh, Stuart was his second name. But yeah, so I think it was just one of these situations where they were just trying to manage 
how they could get sort of maybe 13, 14 players, you know, ready for every single game. Um, so it was just one, he just said he, he would be in touch, didn't know what game it would be, he didn't know um, when it would be, um, just sort of um, go back to Lockheed and try and keep, you know, keep ticking over and keep, keep your fitness up. Yeah, um, it was uh, Johnny Stewart, just double check there. Johnny was, Stewart, that was it, yeah. Johnny, that, was, yeah. that was going to annoy me if I'd checked it, but... No, um, I, think he's, I think he actually just had a testimonial at uh, Bonnie Rig. Yes, I've seen that actually because yeah. when we played them, I noticed the name pop up and I was like, is yeah. that Dick Stundy? And right enough, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was some, yeah. Yeah. Um, big game though for your last game against Dunfermline and I think by this time they might have been top of the league. So Yeah, they, they were, they, they'd gone to the top with, um, yeah, you know, taking over from Wraith. So yeah, it was another another sort of massive game to be involved in. Yeah, I think there was a decent crowd that night as well and obviously Dunfermline brought a fair few with them uh, being top of the league so um, I do, yeah it was probably it actually helps again I didn't get that huge amount of notice for, for that particular call up um, so again going back to the sort of the first time it, it certainly helped um, mm-hmm. from, from my sort of personal point of view so uh, did they just throw up the Loki fleet signal in the sky like a bat signal and get you get you into tense for the game. <laughs> um, I mean that was it was a good result for Dundee. You you were on the bench but and came on, but it was um, one of your teammates scored the goal for Dundee. But obviously yes. there was a little bit of a yeah. He signed for Loki, then came to Jake Hyde. Um, signed for Loki, yeah. then came to us. So I think you were teammates, yeah, yeah. but maybe just in. He was yeah, he was my lucky teammate who I I think still to this day never said one word to you know, <laughs> he, uh, never had one conversation with. But yeah, that again it would it would have been Harry McLean probably, you know, experimenting, let's just put it that way, of, of you know, different ways to get to get these loopholes into the into the season for for Booster and you know, both in the, the squad numbers. So yeah, I think I think he did he's he signed just prior to that, I think. Yeah, uh, it must have been days prior to that he signed. And then... So then he he obviously had his, his three games as well. Yeah. Um, but he, he was a good player from what I remember. Yeah, because he ended up signing for us in the summer. He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. did. Uh, um, one thing about this game I always remember is you got the ball near the box and I think everybody was willing you to shoot. Yeah. And it just seemed like if you shot, that it could have been it could have been a goal. You never know, but I think everybody was just willing for you to shoot to get a goal, and then you pass it to the side. Yeah, and and again, <laughs> going, going back, it was it was it was just something you. I know it, it kind of happened all night the next morning as well. Possibly thinking back, might have or could have had a shot. It's just one of these things that. I'd, you, you don't make that conscious decision at the time. It was just, again, it was probably in the back of my head to, to keep it simple and not not do anything overly stupid or, you know, you know, if I tried a shot and, you know, it'd been blocked or something, they then broke away. And you, one of these ones, I, could, I didn't want to take that chance to, to then have <laughs> the, you know, the, the flip side of it going, going you know, wrong and as such. Um, yeah, so it's, Looking back, I, I kind of 
you, it was never about me. It was always about the the team and the you know keeping that momentum going, keeping that unbeaten run going, um, and you know keeping the the feel good factor, which in the end kind of you know got the points on the board that, that were that were needed to to stay up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, maybe it was better that you passed it because of if you said what might have happened, they break away and score a goal. I yeah, mean, it was just. I have thought about it. Obviously, you do think about it. Not every day, but, you know, mm-hmm. probably every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would, have, you would love to sort of be more sort of adventurous in that final third or on, on all all three games. But, again, it was, it was simple instructions that were given to me to, you know, keep the ball moving, keep it simple. Um, so, you know, who am I to sort of go against that and to tie anything sort of for a, a, a personal hard <laughs> um, <laughs> honour to, to have followed down? But um, yeah, yeah, it was. It's not a regret, but it's um, what I've. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of these things, isn't it? To be fair, mate, I mean, I probably would have passed it as well because you've probably been in the crowds as well when uh, crowds at Dance Park have turned on a player, and again, I would not want a crowd at Dance Park to turn on you. Um, I'd hate to More be that, 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 um, that would just be shrinking, just want to disappear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> no, that season, I think, I think that season they would have forgave you. There was, a, there was a lot of forgiving in the stands, um, for stuff that season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how it works, isn't it? Yeah, um, uh, for the fans, yeah. But, um, that was it, that was your, your third and final game, uh, for Dundee competitive, obviously, until the, the the testimonial, but I take it you're you're making the, as many games as you could after that to see out the season and see what was happening. And uh, were you there for the 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 last home game against Partick when? No, was... I, I was I I think what had happened then obviously with the catch up games. I don't, I don't think I got to that actually that many. Games. I remember going to Cowdenbeath away on a Tuesday night. Um, apart from that, I don't I don't think I made many games. I wasn't wasn't there for any sort of. Celebrate the games with the, the points, you know, the points total getting met that, that needed to stay up or the Arctic home game. But um, yeah, it was just, a, you know, one of these things was sort of having so many sort of lucky games to, to catch up on. Mm-hmm. I think the Kilden Beef game you were speaking about there was the one when we won, I think we equaled the most games uh, unbeaten. Uh, since was it, yeah. yeah, I think that was because I always remember that game. I remember oh, okay. it being one of the coldest games I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a great place to go in, in on a, <laughs> no. a hot day, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Craig, after obviously playing for Dundee, what else did you did you did you do in your career? Was it just did you stay at Lockheed United for the for the remainder for your playing days? Yeah, so I and again I kind of half thought about, you know, I'd, I'd been at Lockheed obviously for ten years. Um, prior to that, would kind of won everything, bar the, the Scottish Cup. Um, I'd, I'd sort of won everything for it, so it was, you know, a kid sort of on the way at the time. Um, I kind of half thought about ending the, the end of that season. I. My fitness was deteriorating a little bit. I've got a bit of a hip issue, and um, so there was so considering all of that, I ended up sort of staying for that next season, which wasn't a great season for Lockheed. So it was yeah, 
played. I actually struggling to think of it. I think I maybe played two more seasons. I was about to say one. Um, yeah, I think I played two more seasons, and then it was just a case of sort of you know, what Lockie weren't as good as the sort of years of of the sort of two thousands when we were you know winning winning the, the East Region League. Um, so it was a bit of frustration on my part in terms of not being as good. I wasn't as good personally because obviously age issues and whatever. Um, so it was just a case, yes, yeah, seen seen it a couple of seasons below key and then calling it a day and getting that getting that season ticket finally that I hadn't had for <laughs> a number of years for previous. So there was no inkling to maybe, you know, start coaching or, you know, move into management. I, was it just a case of that's it done? I'd rather go and watch it. Yeah, I, I, I was always a little bit jealous of, you know, my brothers and my mates that were, when I was sort of, you know, playing low-key games, they were getting away days left, right and centre to, you know, um, places and, and days out. And you, you kind of, you do miss that when, you know, you, you maybe meet them, meet up with them at night and stuff and you, you hear about um, the, the day out, the fun and stuff. So I, it was, that was all playing on my mind as well when I was, yeah, I just, I, I had a couple of opportunities to to do something on the coaching side, but it was it's it's never something that I was sort of wanting to a route I was wanting to go down. So yeah, it was just a case of I was more than happy to to you know get that and like say get that season ticket and get a, get another quite a few away days. <laughs> you were missing it on other escapades. That's what it was. Yeah, that's that's what's yeah. What's the saying? Is it fear of missing out? Yeah, there's one of them. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay, Craig, I put a, a wee couple of Facebook messages and tweets, obviously for Remy questions, and um, okay. I normally just put it on Twitter, but I've put it on Facebook, different Facebook pages, and Twitter, and the questions are all over the place here. So I'll I'm just right. going to read them out as they come. Um, so I've got one yeah. from Dale Murray who says, um, "What was?" your favourite memory of that defiant season? Um, I think like maybe playing for the D- Dundee might be it. So what about maybe moment of not being there? Uh, I've been a player, I mean. Um, favourite moment as a player would just be the sort of full-time whistle at race. <laughs> you know, having that relief of being involved in a, a winning team, having, you know, that sort of, you know, with the game being over and, you know, you've, sort of pressures off as such in terms of now just being able to sort of go to that away end and clap all the fans and you know look out for your wife and whatever and you know it was just a relief it was such a sort of ex- excitement for you you know so many different emotions going through for, for that moment so yeah so that that fuel time and, and going over at the fans um at starts park was it was sort of my highlight I would say Got one here as well, uh, Andy Hamilton. Um, I think that's just more of a, a statement from him, but it's a, obviously a, as a Dundee fan. Oh no, actually, you already kind of mentioned it, but how did it feel to pull on the Dundee shirt during the defiant season? And also, he goes on to say, "What a gesture by him to um, donate the money from the testimonial to help the club." But obviously, you've mentioned the the, the reason of doing the game and all that. Um, got another one from uh, Carlos Colombo, who's uh, it's nothing. To do with you, but it's it's another one, another statement. He says Gary Harkins would still be ripping teams to shreds. Can he lose patience if a HUD get him signed up? Obviously, he must have been loving his performance on Thursday against Celtic in the testimonial. Yeah, he, he, he was uh, he was looking sort of back to his, his old self, wasn't he? With a few of his sort of touches and 
yeah, just such a graceful player on the ball and, you know, pleasure of giving that opportunity to play with him, yeah. Got one here from Charlie Haggart. Um, I remember asking Craig for his autograph at the Player of the Year dinner in 2011. He told me I was the first person to ever ask for his autograph and he wanted me to uh, sign a commemorative photo he got from the club. Does he still have that photo? Yes, I do. That, that I know, yeah, I remember Charlie very well. It was he would have been quite young at the time. I think, I think he was there with his dad. His dad would used to always go to the sort of functions and that, if I remember rightly. Um, yeah, that photo, that was like a framed photo I was given in, in one of the things. So it was just a picture of me in a Dundee strip. So I got him to sign the back. It's sitting in my dad's house um, <laughs> in that same frame. Yeah, so he, his signature is still on the back of that, yeah. <laughs> There's also <laughs> a lot of things that I've, I've asked in this interview that people have... have tweeted in asking me to ask, so I apologise yeah. now if I don't read out the questions and um, uh, all of them, but I got one from Ethan Hampton. Um, is your brother, brother-in-law still buried or is not on the sly? <laughs> Bill, sorry? Is your brother-in-law still buried or is not on the sly? I, I guess we... I'm, I'm just going to say, yeah, he absolutely is, yep. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing a video of him saying something like that back in the day uh, we interviewed uh, and yeah, he I said think... that. I think I remember someone had clipped that and sent me. It was, I think, it was probably when he was at Livingston or something. So he obviously was kind of just saying about, I think he, I think the quote was, I, I love Dundee. I'll always, I'll always love Dundee. But... <laughs> <laughs> he thought, I bet he never thought of doing the years he'd be signing for. Yeah. Got, Obviously, Jake Shaw has said, um, and you've kind of hinted on it as well, but can you give us an insight into the changing room dynamic during the defiant season? But just the total togetherness that you mentioned, wasn't there? Yeah, they were, I mean, me going in as, a, as an outsider as such, um, they were, yeah, you, you, you got that feeling straight away that they'd, you know, been through something together in terms of probably the, you know, the meetings, with administrators and you know the, the different people that would, they would have you know the uh, PFA and whatever they they had that bond and you could you could tell straight away when you walked in that you know there was yeah the togetherness is, is the best way to describe that um they were all comfortable they were all you know, they all knew their jobs inside out in terms of you know the way that Barry wanted them them to play so yeah that that came across very much. My co-host Paul Gray has uh, tweeted in a question, probably drunk at the same time, um, but unfortunately I've already asked all, all the questions. Does he, does, he, on it. Do, does he ever do any of these solar or does he <laughs> honestly see that he'll sit and before I'll say, right, I'll wait to like press record, then it gives you um, a wee countdown like five, four, three, two, one. And then on like the fourth, on, on four, he's cracking open a tin. But prior to that, he's moaning about the hangover he's got. The boy's just an absolute animal when it comes to the drink. <laughs> I'm good on him. <laughs> yeah, but that's what happens. And he always uh, has a go at me for saying it, but that's what happens when you're a single old man. You just hit the drink, don't you? That's that way. I'm trying to think. I've got a, another couple of questions. Uh, one of them is from the Dance Park Choir, but it's not. Uh, again, it's just Dundee related. Um, and they're going on about uh, Sean Byrne. So we've all got a wee love in Sean Byrne, obviously at loan to Rafe. Um, and he's put, Sean Byrne has been ripping it up in, for Rafe this year. Does he get into the Dundee team? 
If so, who drops out? Does he make Silla, who is Mal's current replacement, drop down the pecking order? Does he allow Boateng more freedom going forward? And somebody's replied to it. I saw actually one of our sponsors saying, the ship has sailed. Um, I think it's probably right. We all love Sean Burn. I thought he's an excellent footballer. Gutted to see him go. Uh, I would love to still see him kind of turning out for Dundee, but I think the way things have happened and the players that Tony Dockett has brought in, it's uh, it's it's made it, it made the the blow of him moving on to Riff on loan. Yeah, a lot absolutely. more Yeah, I would I would agree with all you've said there. Yeah, it's one of these situations, isn't it? He's he's um he's not. Tony Docker is signing, is he? So obviously, um, he looks like he's assembling a, a a squad that's more than competitive in that league, which is what we're all sort of wanting as as fans. You know, in your first season coming back up. So yeah, I mean, I, I liked him as well as a player. He's he's one of the um, one of my brother-in-law's good good friends. So yeah, he's by all accounts a really nice guy. So let's just leave him at Wraith and. Trying as hardest to pull United at the the top of that championship. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's all because everybody's asked lots of questions. All of it is what I've basically asked. Like my sponsor Martin Tosh has put, like, what stage did you think it was a wind up getting the call to play for Dundee? All the ones that you'd expect. Yeah. So I just like thank for everybody for for obviously like asking the questions. But unfortunately, I should have read them first and maybe. Kept some of them for the end, but I've, oh, uh, yeah, dived, yeah. I've dived right in there and just asked them all. Um, but Greg, I just want to thank you for very much for coming on. Um, I take it the future holds. I take it the future holds for you as um, as many away games as possible with everybody else. That you're definitely not missing out on now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 it's something I look forward to. Yeah, getting getting to those away games and you know, and again, I've I've done an interview recently with the. D for life thing and they were kind of speaking about memories of you know when you were younger and stuff and it's still I still get that you know buzzing excitement of you know turning the corner seeing dens you know get getting to the turnstile and I'm in the south enclosure this season and then you know going up the stairs and that which you know you used to do when you were you know 12 13 14 and you know it's all of all that is, you know, still really exciting for me, and you know, you know great to, to get along to more games than it had been sort of previously. So yeah, looking forward to yeah all the away games that I'll be going to. I think, I think I'm on the bus for the Ross County game. The Ross County's, my, I like the Ross County trip. Ah, uh, yeah, the December the the sixteenth one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I got asked to commentate on that, but unfortunately, I've booked myself into North End Clubby uh, hospitality. All right, yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people will be glad that I'm at hospitality that doesn't involve the Dundee because I don't know if you know, I've got a record that stands at uh, I think nine times I've been at hospitality dens and I've never seen Dundee win once. All right, oh God. Well, who are North End? Who are North End? We'll get the other team on the the cushion. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Doesn't matter about the odds on it. Just pile, pile your money on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg, I'd like to say thanks as well. Uh, obviously, um, Greg, you and your father-in-law, uh, Aaron M. Burns, sponsor the D-Archive uh, page, and it's helped me out a lot along the way, um, you know, no, being able to, to get stuff out, so... Great wee thing to have, and you know, look back on you. Can, you can now update my games to four, hopefully. Ah, yeah, well, <laughs> it's still zero goals, but <laughs> I've got to put another 
appearance for you. And I've also got to add a new player. I've got to add ex uh, media Tommy Young, because he also yeah, for the last minute. So yeah. I've got to make yeah. a player profile for him now. So I'll need a message him and get him get a wee headshot <laughs> as well to put on it. So you'll probably be pleased pleased with that. No, but I mean it's fantastic the the backing that yourself and also my fellow uh, other fellow sponsors give. Um, but it's, it's went a long way, especially um, having to deal with old VHS tapes and VHS players recently. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's something else. Eh? It's uh, the the money's oh, went to a good cause. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's our pleasure yet to be involved. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, Craig. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, for you to be involved with this podcast with uh, me today. Um, like you say, Paul sends on, he's uh, saying thank you for coming on as well, but he'd rather go on the pitch in Hamden. Oh, yeah, that's good on him. <laughs> but no, he's not going to get there that often, I guess, so I may as well just take the <laughs> yeah. opportunity when it comes. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks very much for the invite, really enjoyed that. Yeah, thank you very much. No problem, Craig. And uh, we will speak to you all next week when we will return to uh, over what's happened against Hibs at Dens Park. Thanks for listening.